Welcome to a special edition of the Asheville Sound. It's another Musicians Roundtable, this time with local musician and Eagle Room proprietor Matt Williams, along with local musician, singer-songwriter, entertainer, Roddy Wilder. And I'm on the line with my man, Matt Williams. Matt, welcome back to Asheville Sound. How you doing, man? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Doing good, bro. Nice to talk to you. It's been a minute. We're going to be joined here by Mr. Roddy Wilder. All right. Who I had on the show here uh, last month. And yeah, man. So thanks for joining me for my uh, new edition of Musicians Roundtable, where uh, I have some of my favorite musicians in town come in and we talk all things music. Of course, you came to mind right away. So I'm glad you're available. Thanks for joining us. Man, it's a pleasure. It's good to interact, you know, in these wild times right now. Welcome to the show, Mr. Roddy Wilder. How you doing? Good, good, and good, man. How you guys doing? All good, dude. Um, We're thanks awesome. For, thanks for joining us, bro. I see you got your white pony hat on. Represent. Oh, you know it. Represent. What? I don't. What's I need some on, Deftones man? gear. So my man Matt has a Deftones <laughs> shirt on. <laughs> Roddy's got his Deftones hat on. Yeah, yeah I need I need something. I'm totally it's that out. Kind of day. I didn't get the memo. It's that kind of day. It's that <laughs> kind of day. Yeah, you know, today was really wild. You know, really wild. I was I was talking to John earlier. Man, how you doing, Roddy? You doing good? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Yeah, yeah. John, you doing great, man? You man. look good, dude. Oh, thanks, bro. You know, you can't wow. see my uh, my extra, you know, fifteen down here, but uh, I'm hanging in there. <laughs> Hey, uh, Chino would wear that shirt, John. You know what I'm saying? He still would, would. Yeah, he would. I saw a picture Chino of Chino the other day with a Devo, Devo outfit on with a Devo hat. So my man is wow. probably a bigger yeah. nerd than I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yo, while we're yeah. on that subject, and um, this is something yeah. I, posed, I posed to the last panel, uh, is the state of rock music in uh, modern society and uh, pop culture. And yeah, I know we're all here on the same page. We we love rock and all of its forms, we and, and we we champion it every chance we get. Um, but what do you think about the where it's going, like in pop culture with the new generation? Do you think there is a uh, a future for it? Is it just gonna morph into something different, or are we gonna see kind of a resurgence um, from electronic back to rock? I don't know. What do you think, Rowdy? I'm thinking that overseas there will be like another UK wave, kind of like a British invasion again, mm. because it seems to already be bubbling. There's a lot of new rock bands in the UK right now. Okay. Yeah. Not, it's not as much hip hop based as I thought it was going to be yeah. anymore. Definitely in mm. the last ten years. Mm. Yeah. Well, they they definitely have the the hold on the rock festivals and. Uh, more of a, a market for especially American hard rock music over there than even our own American scene. I know a lot of American bands are having to go over there to even get an audience. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. What do you think, Matt? I think, uh, I think music is a reflection of the times. And so it's really, it's going to ultimately, what we need to hear is going to hopefully get out there because um, I'm still kind of waiting to hear what I want to hear, you know? Um, I know what you, what's that? 
I'm not sure. Just like um, as I like listen to different music, you know, I guess I'm saying, you know, uh, send me send me new stuff. I need more new stuff because I keep listening to a lot of older stuff, you know. Um, but then again, a lot of those things come back around again. And I think that if we've lived with that music once, then we have like a reference point uh, in our own lives. So it kind of makes it hit harder because we relate things to things we know and experiences we've had. So it's like it's kind of like older music has the advantage of being older in that you've experienced once before and now you can experience it again in a new way and kind of know what you're going to hear as you're listening. So you're like in it, you're on the ride. You know, it's like if it's like the first time you run, a, you run a roller coaster, let's say. And, you know, you don't really know what to expect unless you've like watched videos or something like that. A lot of people just when we were kids, we would just get on a roller coaster. We had no idea. I, we're like, I think this one goes upside down. I don't know if this one like takes a hard left. Like how big is this drop? Like maybe you've seen the drop, you know, <laughs> and music's kind of similar. If like, if you listen to it that first time, sometimes some, certain things go over your head and stuff and you've got to like get into it. So for me, it's hard sometimes when, when the world is really overwhelming, I find like older music is like my comfort zone. You know, I go to it cause I know it and I can like hop on that roller coaster and take the ride, but I kind of know what's coming. So well, it's I like can, comfort like, food too, right? It's like yeah. comfort food. It's like, yeah. yeah it takes you to your it, happy place. Yeah. And so therefore it's like good for my soul. So like that old school rock and roll is like always going to be there for me too. Or just mm. things that I've like lived and experienced with, you know, like Deftones, like how we just happen, you know, to mm. be both rocking the Deftones gear and you <laughs> in a very, very Chino uh, <laughs> worthy shirt, you know? Right, right, right. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, a, that's that. a good point. And you also bring up another point, um, new rock music. Where is it? And why, yes. haven't we heard, why haven't we heard it yet? I mean, of course it's out there, but of course yeah. the you know music industry as we know it is somewhat broken in that um, these bands aren't promoted. They're out there just like, you know, all the great bands were out there uh, before the internet crash of the music industry. Uh, but now we have no way of knowing where they are. Uh, unless it's all word of mouth, you know, uh, and different Spotify playlists and whatnot. Apparently that's the way to get noticed now. Um, but, yeah. but uh, Roddy, what do you think? You have your finger more on the pulse of uh, the rock scene. What's, what's, I do gonna, think what's so. nowadays? I man? agree. I mean, it's like, if you broke it down by countries, it's like America's like, Ooh, let's go retro but let's try to get that weird whatever X factor. Hmm. Yeah. I do see a lot of like hybrid blending of like electronica into rock for UK, but then there's like stuff all over the place, especially hmm. in the metal scene, especially in anything that's progressive rock. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So you'd say that the rock scene is starting to, in its purest form, uh, gravitate back to like the, the harder side, the metal bands. I think right? the harder side. Yeah. Or maybe in that weird, dare I say, new metal swing of the 2000s. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you think about it, I feel like some of those bands are like, Linkin Park was humongous mm-hmm. now that I really go back on it. And so mm-hmm. many bands are trying to capture somewhat of that throne. I don't know if they're trying to actually call it that. Yeah, well, they were one mm-hmm. of the first bands to incorporate electronic sounds with metal which yeah. is of course what's happening now. They're trying to, to merge the two worlds together. Um, yeah. Them and like bands like filter things like that in the early two thousands. Uh, but and Ramstein and Ramstein, of course the industrial guys, right. 
who are still doing it, still kicking ass. And- yeah, I mean, you know, if I, if I may, Roddy, you know, you you uh, you mentioned like how new stuff has like that X factor. You know, it's got like the retro uh, happening. It's like that comfort, but then it's got that X factor, which is like the like what's going on. So it's music is a reflection of the times. You know what I mean? Like we have this like everybody's longing for this comfort, so we have this like kind of um, urgent you know, uh, urgency to the, to the music where you have this like retro vibe, um, that kind of makes you feel good. But then all of a sudden there's this X factor that's like, Whoa, you know, I didn't know this band sounded like that, did like this. at those times or did this. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, well, where did that breakdown come from? Or like, what's happening? Like, I didn't think they were going to sound like that. You know, those curveballs are like, what's life throwing us right now. So I think it's reflected in the modern stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's always good. I mean, you got to come fresh. I mean, obviously we're sporting Deftones. Last album, I mean, if you're going to talk about blending everything in. Crush. I mean, crush. Crush. Yeah. Man, that, yeah, that album, and I'm, I said it before, I'll say it again, the most important rock album of, of the year. Of the uh, year. 2020, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, just no like Fear, Inocul- Fear Inoculum was for Tool the year before. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. Again, old school dudes keeping it real and bringing in the heat, man. Hey, and, I think they have to. Yeah. Because, well, I, you know, I was talking to other bandmates about, you know, Death Punk. That's 28 years. Mm-hmm. You got to think, Death Tones is 32. Really? Mm-hmm. 1988. Wow. How about that? Mm. Really? And they wow. lost one band member. Because they went to high school together. Years. That's right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Holy crap. Same That's peeps, amazing. Bro. That's right. And the White Pony yeah. reissue is 20 years, 20 year anniversary of White Pony. By the way, 311. That's 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. 311. Same, same class. Same class. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. You know, 311 is one of those bands that, like, they have a definite special sauce to them, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and the, same they're, lineup. they're a great blend. All yeah, this time. yeah. And it's that same lineup the whole time, you know, yeah. with that great blend, you know? of uh a great blend of everything you know mm. that they were into and they really you can really hear it mm. and they've gone through different phases you know but here yeah. um they're they're just always going strong you know and spreading the positivity that's their vibe you know super positive yep and they've been so. up and down as you know in their sound uh of course most 311 fans prefer the early years the golden years for 311 uh mm-hmm. and and as, as you as we know they had some some albums that we could live without, you know, for the most part, but their, their recent <laughs> oh, album, their no. recent album is so good. And it's I'm, really I'm good. super digging it. Yeah. I'm really loving yeah. it. It's good to see them back to their roots. Oh man. Oh, yeah. And it's all, all the music's so important. You know, it's a, it's like a reflective, like I, I keep going back to this thought in my mind, like about the reflection of the times, because like every band is riding that is riding the same wave with us, you know? So we're going to, it's going to have its ebb and flow to it. They even talk about it in their music, you know? So 311's definitely keeping it true all these years. I think that's mm. what is really important because, and by keeping it true, you can see where the band's philosophies and stuff were at, you know, at different times based on what's happening mm. during those times, you know? Cause yeah. I mean, there was some kind of, I, I almost want to say like a little bit to me, a little bit kind of dull, uh, lackluster years that mm-hmm. just kind of seemed to go by uh, yeah. for a while there. What do you think? And cause- I feel like that, that music was kind of like that a little bit. For oh, okay. so that, okay. I think yeah. we're like riding it. That's what I mean. Like at those same times. And now like there's a lot of stuff going on and there's like, you know, the world's definitely 
like 311 mentions like a hive mind and and um you know it's one organism you know you hear nick hexham you know shout out to nick uh mention you know that a lot and you know we're all big fans of those guys and i think that's a lot of the the reason why because they've been so true to that positive message mm-hmm. and even and when things were going good and kind of chilling like you know it, that music uh being super positive like that almost came out like sounding um like i don't know like i don't want to say anything against them just like maybe 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 just sounded more like easygoing mm-hmm. i'll say you know but they kind of lost their spark so, for a while and i'm, I'm not yeah. certain as to why that happened probably things in their personal lives and whatnot uh and i'd like yeah. to i'd like to know why um their new stuff is has that old fire like what what got their engines burning again you know what but, what year was that what what year are we talking roddy i know you know years pretty well for for uh and john you too you're like a musicologist man yeah so like what, so what year are we much, talking for um uh around oh. what's the last good album for me anyway uh from chaos well, transistor transistor is like to me pinnacle. like their pinnacle yeah of like yeah exactly jinx because right. it's like i don't know if that's a true zoom jinx or not seems like it is <laughs> yeah. but I yeah heard you say it but, before i said it okay yeah but that <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know years of running my mouth man what can i say i can uh, i can just keep going uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah th- that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. it's so, like Transistor. Like, Evolver was, you know, I probably like the first one I didn't really dig. Yeah, I dug then, it. I did. Yeah. What year was that? What year was Evolver? Oh. Mm, 2004 or five. That sound right? 2004. I might have been a junior. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And oh, really? 2004? Yeah, you're probably right. So. Yeah. And then yeah. Don't Trade On Me was after that, right? Okay, but here, yeah. let me ask you this. What happened, in, what happened in the world in 2004? Can you remember anything that happened in 2004? Uh, well, Bush got reelected, and I think everybody was just yeah. kind of like, why? <laughs> so, right, okay. And it's three so, yeah. years, that was three years after, after 9-11. Am I right. doing this right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you've got I think like also I heard they, a, you know, they went straight edge too, is what I've heard around that time. Uh, I think things were good, man. That's what I'm saying. I think things were yeah. kind of good in a weird way, like in, in the country and like otherwise, like in the world. And I think that like, you know, going back to that, like, I think like everybody was just kind of chilling and their, mm-hmm. so their music was just kind of, like I said, like easy going. Um, it didn't have that spark that you mentioned as much because I think that it did, it, did it really need it right then? Like, and now, like now mm-hmm. that we're in these times, like we need that spark, you know, no and they're bringing it and they're bringing it and they're bringing it true and positive. Yeah, so but, shout outs. But they're back and uh, they're one of the greats. And yeah. can't, wait, can't wait to see them live again. Uh, oh, man. Let's just no doubt. Let's back to uh, our, our friends in the Deftones. Um, uh-huh. Another band that's really, uh, if you look at them like in their career track, and if, a lot of times they're compared to Corn because similar t- sounds early on, you know, with the rap, yeah. me- rap metal. Um, mm-hmm. But now, of course, they've, they've gone in different directions. Um, I'm not necessarily a corn fan uh per se uh but i've always loved the deftones and um i I think the difference is a lot of it is musicality and also just the sheer brilliance of chino marino Um, i think that's really yeah and i mean corn's okay but they're kind of really sloppy to me that that bass sound that ticky thing i just can't get past it it's rough um he's interesting yeah i I mean you know not a fan uh, all right, but all right. but their, their drummer now Ray Luzier is one of my favorite drummers, so they get a they get a, a point for that. Mm. Yeah. All right, 
but I still think uh, Abe is the guy for me. Yeah, man. Yeah. One of the greats. Yeah, Roddy, uh, as a bass player, how much fun would playing it, it how are right, two things, two things, because <laughs> I noticed this. So be, because we play in an entertainment band and we mimic other players as musicians, you know, we are uh, highly influenced. John, you're a highly influenced, you know, by Definitely. Abe. Uh, mm-hmm. And it shows because you have like a passionate way of incorporating the symbols into, you know, um, you know, using them as more of an undercurrent at times and like, but keeping things pushing because of that rock edge of like keeping that simple movement happening mm. um, and using that as a melodic voice in there very much like Abe while also making these fills that are, they're hard. They have like a hard edge to mm. them um, when you want them to. And so you can rock and it sounds like rock. There's a certain thing that rock is, you know, mm. and like, so Roddy as a bass player, you know, I mean, we got to get you playing some bass also with John so you can experience kind of how it would be to play with Abe. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm basically getting at here. I keep waiting on Jeff Toes to call Roddy up, man, take over the bass. (laughs) Something tells me he'd uh, he'd be all right. I think you'd be handling it. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go and throw it out to the universe. We're going to tickle the universe. Hey, man, that's it. Did you know I just bought the domain? I'm going to do some stuff with that. (laughs) Yeah, I know you are. I know you are. I mean, I I was only only 30 minutes away from every time I died, bass bass audition. Didn't Mm. get there. Uh, Sometimes it's that close. So I don't know. Hey, man. They needed it. I mean, you know, holla at your boy. Yeah, (laughs) it's true. I mean, you know, we're all together right now. You know, we can can make some music sometime. Oh, yeah. Um, also you know just to do it um man you know that's the thing about all these guys you know and i listen to a lot of comedians talk and i listen to a lot of different types of artists talk and uh podcasts are the shit man i'm so glad that we're actually doing this you know so thank you john for like keeping this going because just like you're keeping this going um if you listen to like comedians talk uh and you listen to um business people talk and you listen to different types of podcasts um that are out there one thing that's a common thread is how all the greats they just keep doing it you know it's yep. like nike it's like nike just do it it's like my dad right? said like yeah like like my dad says like do it when you're thinking about it mm-hmm. so it's like but like keep doing it and they've just pers- yeah they've been persistent yeah if and you look at like especially jam bands you know i'm not the biggest jam band fan but i think the reason why a lot of them are so popular is because they just started early they kept hang- hammering away through the yeah. difficult first several years when no one cared, you know, and they just kept yeah. going, kept going. And when their peers dropped off, they just kept going, you know, mm-hmm. like bands like, yeah. you know, Leftover Salmon and, you know, oh, yeah. that, that whole thing. Not, not a huge fans, but I uh, definitely appreciate their persistence. They, they just keep hammering it away and they found their audience. Their audience loves them and they're very, um, very loyal. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. No doubt. And hey, getting back to Every Time I Die, Roddy, I recently got into them. I, I hadn't heard much of them until recently. Um, man, yo. The, the Change new, your life. Uh, the new stuff. Have you heard the singles? AWOL? Oh, 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 oh yeah. Man, it is insane. <laughs> Matt, oh, have you yeah. heard this stuff? No. I got to get hit. It's, it's get so hit. intense. It's, it's, um, I say they own that genre right now. That, what, what is what that? Would you call, what would you call uh, the genre, Roddy? I guess that's it's still kind of like a post-hardcore kind yeah. of a 
kind of thing. Okay. Started it's a, getting it's like a Dillinger yeah. escape plan, but like yeah, kinda, even crazier okay. somehow. Okay, yeah. I remember Dillinger. Yeah. yeah, more like a chariot kind of feel, but sweeter. Ooh, chariot was chariot was uh, very raucous. But the new stuff nice. is very yeah. math math rock, prog rock, mathy, but okay, brutal, intense, good parts. Yeah. Good parts. Yeah. Good meaty writing. Crazy, like locked up, synchronized guitar drum uh, stuff. Just like that doesn't repeat. It's just kind of insane, yeah. insane little figures here and insane things here that don't repeat. Basically have like, it's like a one shot phrase yeah. of like True. Dillinger esque. Yeah. Like, Madness. Yeah. yeah. Man, I was, I was talking to somebody today. It's an awesome uh, hip hop artist that we all know and love. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say shout out to Secret Agent 23's Kadu. But I was talking to him. What's up? What's up? Cactus is the man and he knows hip hop and like where that's at. He has his finger on the pulse of that more than anyone, honestly, because um, he's so influenced by lots of different things. Now, I won't speak for him, but he's of, of all of his influences. But, you know, um, he really knows quality. And, you know, uh, like like I was talking to him about this today, that uh, the storytelling is creates through composed music. Like mm-hmm. you were just talking about these little short phrases that um, not, don't repeat and you have to just know that part and everything. And, um, you know, he was working on some stuff that's kind of has that has that. And it's like comes from storytelling and like these bands, they have to be on the same page, you know, so I'll check these guys out because the band members have to be on such the same page when you've got these non-repeating phrases, mm. um, you know, they have to be really together on that, like a conversation and they have to know exactly what it is. And, it's like a Vulcan um, mind meld, like kinesthetic thing. Like you have to be like more than just understanding the music. It's, it's more than that. It's being in like complete connection with each band member. And yeah. As it, we all know, that's a rare combination. It makes you have to internalize it. Mm-hmm. And like it, and that internalization creates a closeness with the other musicians, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's very cool when a band like has like songs, like multiple songs and it's like all their stuff's like that. It's just like they're tight. And when they mean tight, they mean like not only musically, they're tight. They're tight. Yeah. It's a different level. Not, it doesn't feel like a sexual relationship, not a situationship. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's it, Roddy. Roddy Wilder, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that's the quote of the day. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, Roddy. Um, I'll take that I, one. I, haven't, I haven't talked to you since you were on the show last <laughs> month, and I appreciate you coming on, man. Oh, no problem. Yeah, it's man. always always fun to do this. Always. Have you, have you been doing with anything with Andrew? I know Andrew just had a kid, so he's probably chilling, right? He's probably kind of chilling right now for the most part. We still throw yeah. around uh, song ideas and stuff as much as mm-hmm. possible, getting mm-hmm. just some free writing. But uh, I've really been making sure everything's ready to get Neckbreaker back in the game. Time to, That's cool. It's time to go ahead and get that new new Jack Swing, new, new 2021 mm-hmm. hip-hop movie. See what's going Jack. on here. Okay. Yeah. We're going to see what's going on. It, people want that 90s flow. Mm, that's true. I can feel it. Yeah, I yeah. I can feel it. You can just, you just know. Part of that's probably from Kendrick, really, because everybody's mm-hmm. waiting on that album still. Mm-hmm. But I know that, like, you know, they want that 90s flow. It's some, for some reason, it feels like, ooh, that's that hot fire. And I'm like, I mean, I know I've heard this. Yeah. But, you know, now mm-hmm. the lyrics are completely swinging completely different there's right lots to talk about okay well that reminds me of something so. uh, a concept i heard of recently um and i know we're uh we're, we're not of the newer generation technically uh but uh i want to talk a little bit about uh, where they're going musically 
uh, I, I heard a, some, a concept called the echo generation. Um, and this is in reference to, uh, I guess, um, what, I don't know what the generation is below millennials now, generation X, uh, Y, what is it now? Um, next generation um, new. Yeah, I think this is called. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but basically everything they're doing musically and artistically is like an echo of what happened before. This, mm. this, is, this is a concept I've, I heard of recently. Uh, mm. and, and they, they explain it as, um, you know, it's, everything's been done so far, pretty much, that can be done with 12 notes, you know, and four beats. Uh, so they're just kind of just taking what's came before and recycling it and doing something else with it. Uh, and uh, I want to get your take on that. What, what do you think? Uh, is, is that, has everything really been done already? Or is there new territories and music to explore? What do you think, Matt? Oh, wow. Um, I think that the echo is very appropriate. I think that that is, that is the beauty of music. It is an internal infinite echo of, of itself. And, um, and it's such a collective thing. So as you mentioned, these old styles are coming back and really what's going to differentiate. It's like, um, how about this? Uh, I'll throw a 311 quote in there. So by differences, you see by differences you see so that little thing that's different the x factor like you mentioned earlier roddy like that quirk that's different about your sound is what's is the only thing almost at this point since it is such an echo of all these successful um memorable sound combinations that we love we just we've whittled down music in a way to like what we really love we've really figured out as like a species like what types of tones and stuff we dig in general. And there's honestly, there's data on it. You know, there's data on it from uh, all the different perspectives of it. If And I'm sure in some kind of way you could like actually allocate that information, you know, and apply it. Uh, <laughs> I'm not at any point that, of that, <laughs> but I could understand that you could do such a thing to create music in such a way that it was, it had enough flavor of everything that people really liked. Uh, but then it had a quirk that made a difference. And like you said, the nineties are coming back, man. I couldn't agree more that there's definitely a niche out there for the, uh, nineties. And, uh, I'd like to talk about that, uh, um, sometime off the air too, cause I have some ideas <laughs> that I can't really mention, but, um, Roddy, when, let me ask you this, Roddy, um, not to give too much away, but Roddy, uh, when you say like new Jack swing, um, kind of vibes, do you also include that that could cross over into some like earlier or really just nineties house kind of sound? The whole, yeah. The whole entity of it. The, all I'll of it. Still controls pop music. I mean, if you listen to the top, whatever I go on every now and then what's, what's hot the top 50. <laughs> oh hot. man. And it, I live, I live all, on that track. <laughs> pretty much all the first top three or four songs are just house. Just boom, boom, yeah. boom, boom. That's it. Doesn't matter. It, it pretty much anything Ariana Grande puts out. It doesn't matter what it's it all, is. Yeah. It's on the top, and it's all house. And that that apparently is the sound that rules the world right now. What you think? It's the yeah, biggest. But, it's the biggest sound in the world. I think. You know what else I hear though is when they go to minor chords. Um, you look at like Ariana Grande, like God is a Woman, like you've got like um, minor chords. Um, minor tonality and you've almost got that like a uh, little bit of latin influence to a little bit of latin like kind of a drag in the beat mm. um you know that and and those textures mm. those instruments and that instrumentation is very important 
but like you've got those tunes that are slower you know they're like um i don't know they're like 90 bpm and stuff some of these ones you know mm-hmm. and like they have this little like it's like havana you know or something like uh comedic bio and like mm-hmm. you know um the, those kind of darker minor vibes that also were in there because you, you're right there's totally like the house thing but then like a lot of those artists you know i find like they they have a couple of flavors that are are different you know mm-hmm. and that keeps people kind of like interested and it's goes back to that x factor like creating pop music that um meaning popular like you know it's going to hit a certain amount of people a certain way because it's a t- tried and true sound and then having your own spin on it um and then you within an album nowadays like i think when it's done right within pop music you'll hear what is what it is that separates the artist from other artists you'll hear that exposed more and more throughout the record on different tracks and so like some of those slower songs like that ariana grande sings and like other other you know dua lipa tunes and stuff like that like um like you know her new her newest tune is a little bit more down tempo than other tunes and stuff and she's got some that put her in a different space you can hear like what makes her sound different from other people so it's all about that little a little thing that's different man cool i hear you know it's even crazier is the fact that like doesn't that 90s house bump a little bit like 80s new wave Mm -hmm. well yeah that's a good point in the 80s as you know everything was electronic uh and then in the 90s it swung back the other way you know which is it, crazy because drum and bass goes back to 74 yeah 1974 overseas yeah. and that was way before any of that it was even right. you know so yeah maybe it is echoing yeah but at least it's i guess trying to change for the most part then mm-hmm. again you know i just heard some um indian drum and bass we don't have, well, they have way more notes than we do except the semitones. <laughs> right. Completely changes the entire, yeah, the entire. No doubt. They and don't have a, that tuning. Everything completely yeah. changes and flips. They have way more options. Yeah. It's, they have they have more rhythms and more notes than we do somehow. Yeah. Uh, and that brings a good point because uh, uh, I just found this thing that was big for a bit and it was passed around, but I totally forgotten about it. It's a, a website where you can go and it's a, it's a map of the world and you just click on different places of the world and it tunes into a radio station there. Have y'all, y'all heard that before? Oh, no, this sounds, this sounds really fun. Sounds yeah, really dead. it is. And I'll send you a link, but yeah, you go on there and you, there's all over the world. It's like a globe and you spin around the globe and you click on the spot and you listen to what's happening on the radio. And it's really super cool. I mean, uh, some places you would think would be more like, uh, ethnically appropriate to the place but they're just playing like american r&b music from the 80s like what? i think I was, wow. I was i was checking out the jamaica stations and yeah a lot of them were like 80s like you know bell biv devoe like in oh, yeah uh, no, no reggae uh on some stations then i'd go to another station and that's all you know wow. it's all the, the jean paul stuff you know uh, but yeah and i went to other countries and looked around and it's the same thing you know uh, some some which or would you expect to hear in that country and others are just like american music so, so can I ask you a question about that? So yeah. do, uh, are these stations um, some sort of like local mix of some kind or because stations have become a lot of stations are pretty genre specific or mm-hmm. within a realm. You know, they say like we play this or this and radio has kind of always been that way. So what uh, what stations kind of can you can you select different stations to what does it have genres that it lists for it? Because, I mean, no, it's, it's hard random. to. 
It's random. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you oh, click on it. You don't know what better. you're going to hear. It's, you just know where it's coming from, where it's being broadcast. So uh, I can yeah. hear like accordions coming out of the Philippines. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. You know, like yeah. that would just be crazy. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's cool to kind of see what what's happening in each scene, and you know how Americanized uh, is is each uh, uh, country and its music tastes. Because some are and some aren't. Of course, some are more nationalist, so they they like their sure. own like their own flavor. Uh, so I'll send you that. It's a really cool thing to check out. Um, that's really cool. Yeah, but that's a that brings up another topic of um, uh, music, uh, like specifically coming from. Uh, different places and uh, being influenced by other flavors uh so you know at one point american music uh was like pretty much the only hip thing but now we're getting into a more of a multi-ethnic uh multi-racial uh, society in our country that is um and i think in a lot of countries too as people start to migrate immigrate different places um is american music always going to be like the ep- the epicenter of cool or is it going to go somewhere else. So, I mean, cause it seems like America pretty much owns um, a lot of facets of music. Um, you know, ever since, you know, the rock, rock music took over the world and then, you know, hip hop and, and these are all, you know, American uh, made things. Uh, do you, do you think we'll, we'll, we'll always have the, the foothold on what's cool? Roddy, what do you think? Maybe, maybe just inside of pop, but I guess pop includes kind of everything. Mm-hmm popular music yeah we're mm-hmm. never gonna own that metal threat we're just not vikings you don't write <laughs> like that it's just not there like that yeah the we're norwegians just, got it going the norwegians kind of i mean there's just no way yeah there's just no way yeah um that's interesting you know people don't even talk about what's going on with jazz right now it, it almost seems to be like it's so mm. what's going on with jazz it seems to be like it's just talked about in clinics. Hmm. At least that's the feel that I get about it. Well, it's been, it's been academic and stuff like that. But you know, this was once that music that was, you know, the most controversial craziness. Mm-hmm. You know, and well, now, it, like you know, it went from being called race music to now you can to, get a degree in it. You know, a degree. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's just that's yeah. awe inspiring in yeah. itself. You know, mm-hmm. it just. These days, I don't know if we can fully say that we have it, but it's, I feel like it's always going to be that way because we had iconic stars that got that. I mean, MJ, guys like that who set this this principle, this is level, I guess. Mm-hmm. Even James Brown, you know, take it back that far. Just mm-hmm. the, the yeah. level that was set, maybe that holds more of an iconic feel just by being American music and some mm. of the others. I don't know. We can yeah. battle that on a rock level, you know, because Led yeah. Zeppelin fans will slap me in the face. That's right. Beatles, that, you know, Radiohead. Yeah, England, you know, England's giving us a run for us money, no doubt. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, I think the UK and the US, you know, both hit, both different flavors. Um, the US lives big. America lives big. Um, we always have like a really whatever we're doing, it's kind of loud, you know, it's we're going to, yeah. <laughs> it's loud. We're making a big noise. I mean, you know, we're making a big noise. Good, good for us. You know, um, you know, the UK, uh, they, they are always going to be, um, just, uh, so, so cool. Just so hip. I mean, they just have a natural hipness to their music because, um, man, it's from the UK, man. 
you know? and it's awesome <laughs> yeah the u.s is just like the americans you know we're we're we live big and so we have like these superstars that live in these huge lives and they make big noise with like popular music so like you said Roddy, like the pop music yep like i get it like we're probably going to have that also america's got the infrastructure and um, economy as for now anyway knock on wood um you know that like there is a ability to for for citizens to make some music um you know it brings up something it brings up a couple of points that i think are kind of important um just because we we for us we work in the music business and the music business has so many levels and for for music to be supported um and the arts it used to be that the arts were one of the most uh highly budgeted things that um you know, a lot of money was spent on the arts um, to pay for uh, quality artists that were widely accepted as being good or found themselves in a point where somebody in a position of power really liked their style and flavor. They would have the economy. They would set aside some budget to, like, help the music out. Um, and now, like, we, we come to this crisis as a country in the U.S. Um, and everywhere all over the world. And um, everyone on earth like is trying to probably figure out their economy. And I guess it's what we're always trying to do, but how much money is spent towards music um, as a whole, like as a, on the community level, you know, and beyond, because um, you have to have a pretty good economy. And so I think when a country has a loud voice like America um, with their music, um, it's supported by the fact that there's, there's enough bread going around that people can um, live lives and be okay and allow themselves the freedom in their life and their routines and their schedules to only eat, sleep and drink their music so that when they release it, it really hits the nail on the head and uh, sample. We, we can listen. We, we have, we have time that we listen to other uh, country music and, um, yeah, probably our economy has a lot to do with like our music getting out there, like marketing wise mm. also. So it like reaches more people, I think, because of that. Oh, um, I used to anyway, because this, this is where the industry lived. But now anyone can record from their bedroom and distribute mm -hmm. it the same as anybody else. So it evens the playing field, right? Yeah, but you know, an infrastructure is still like people. And it's kind of goes back to like they say, like who you it's who you know. Um, the people that are a well-oiled machine that do it well, as far as music marketing is concerned, they do it well because it's built on um, it's built on that dominance, you know, hmm. that marketing dominance. I think. Okay. Uh, so over the, the years, just the fact that you're American is is probably enough to make you cool over just any mm -hmm. other any other country or what. No, I think it's just that, um, and, and this could be just an illusion of, of my own, but I feel like, um, I feel like, so like you said, the business was here, like it was here. Now anyone in the world can, for sure. Yeah. Um, and and that's, that's the capability of the technology. But the people that were doing that well before that was the technology, hmm. like those people are like a well-oiled machine as far as like how they exchange information and the scenes that they have created and like the, uh, the hookups, <laughs> you know, uh, the connections, 
with each other, they, there's a network there of people, I guess is what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. so that's going to make it good too. Like not only the money behind it, but like, that's going to make it good too. It's like a tried and true like system. I mean, and those people always change, you know, people phase out and people leave the industry and everything, but like, there's still a decent overlap. I think of people in the industry now that were successful then pre technology where it stands today. Yeah. Um, where, like you said, a lot of people are making incredible records in uh, their living spaces and it's awesome. I'm yeah. glad. I think it's amazing. Yeah. But like the uh, marketing of whatever music gets made. Yeah. I right. think that's where the, uh, the network of people comes in. Well, marketing seems to be one of the uh, struggles for most artists nowadays. Cause you know, as you know, back in the day, if record labels, if you had a record deal, then they would do all the marketing and promotion for you. But of course, nowadays, record labels have shrunk to almost nothing. And they don't have an A&R department anymore. And they don't have a promotions department as much. Uh, and that, I mean, that seems to, me, seems to me why you can't really find what's, what's hot now as far as like, you know, the, the best rock, new rock band, you know. Um, so, but you also bring up another point about technology and music. Uh, and I wanted to ask you guys about this because uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, less hip, uh, but I know that TikTok is kind of controlling some of the market now and making their own, its own stars within its own platform. Uh, and uh, Matt, I know you have a daughter who's into TikTok, so you probably know more about it than I do. And, uh, and Roddy, do you, do you mess with yeah. that at all? No. Okay. So Matt, you'd probably know more than, than we would. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about TikTok is um, it's, uh, you know, and, and it used to be uh, musically, right? That was the app. Um, mm. So TikTok um, is really like any content, but um, what makes it, the content is limited in what it is, but basically it's short videos. Right. If you don't, if, if you're listening and you're not aware of what TikTok is, it's usually short, pretty short videos. Um, usually with like some type of, um, gimmick to them. I don't want to say gimmick, but Mm. it is kind of like things that have gimmicks, like little things that are, um, copied, like echoed throughout, you know, like, Oh, it's cool. Oh, you do, you do that dance. That's cool. I'm going to do that dance my way, but I'm going to do it standing on top of this or whatever, you know, then it becomes a trend. It's a trend. That's what it's about. TikTok Mm. is about trends. Mm. And so speaking about that, um, with the music, you know, um, there's a couple of ways that you could, you can go about it uh, marketing wise uh, with TikTok that I've like just researched and, you know, just seen some other success stories and haven't really played around with it much myself, but I might um, where like influencers that have lots of followers on TikTok and other apps, other social media apps, they uh, can kind of indirectly but really, it's a good point. It's a good contact point for people to first hear your tunes um, in a more casual way. And um, and you can kind of define your target audience based on who the influencer is. Like that influencer appeals to young girls that want to be just like her. And she's really cool. She has awesome friends and she can dance well. and She's pretty or whatever. Whoever she or he is, you know, he's really funny. He's really cool. Whatever it is that people do, um, no matter who an individual is, they have uh, a bunch of people that are looking at them and watching their feed. 
and they do these dances or they do these like uh, whatever the TikTok video is. It could be like instructional. It could be like who knows what it is. People do all kinds of cool stuff, conversational, like quick dialogue, you know, funny stuff, a lot of humor stuff. But whatever it is, like sometimes it has incorporates music. Most of it incorporates music, um, just a short section of music. And then like people start using that and it's called a sound. You know, they start using that sound and that sound gets like, you know, passed around. And so in a way, it's like a really organic thing you know, but it's wild how um, you could go about it, you know, contacting a bunch of different mid-level TikTok users and paying them to do one of your songs as some kind of a thing. And then like, they all do it. And then like, they're the smaller reach that they have, like if those people copy it, um, you know, it becomes a trend and then it kind of like starts making more noise on TikTok and eventually gets to the top. And of course, more well-known stuff is going to be kind of more readily used, but also some of that stuff is probably getting put in there by like these TikTok influencers who are already making good money um, from their uh, following and um, their relationship with TikTok or whatever this social media app is, um, Instagram, um, whatever. Uh, they're already getting like income from that, but they're also probably some of their income comes from a lot of it might come from artists, maybe even popular artists that, you know, kind of, uh, want, you know, influence them to be an influencer on their crowd that follows them mm. with some of your music in the background, or some of their music in the background. Interesting. You know. Yeah. I, the, the whole concept of an influencer is a, a very 21st century, um, phenomenon. Uh, and, and I, it kind of makes me wonder how does one become an influencer? Of course, we, we know that we need to be attractive. Number one, that's, that's our society in some kind of way, yeah. in some kind of way, or just whatever. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Well, I mean, pretty much, I mean, I'm thinking about like the Kardashians. Why are they famous besides they're attractive? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, I can't really detect any uh, sort of, talent or skills of any kind besides they're attractive. So that's, that's the world we live in right <laughs> now. Right. They ruin people's uh. lives. Uh, <laughs> Poor Kanye. Right. Um, mm. Don't say that. For Kanye. <laughs> let, him, let, him, let him be. He needs to learn a lesson. Kim. Yeah. Talk about, uh, <laughs> talk about the worst couple ever, but uh, mm. I, I pray for their children. Let's just say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking yeah. of Kanye, um, were you are you a fan, Roddy? I think he's a great producer. Yeah, I don't always always agree with what's going on. Sometimes I just feel like it's shock value. Mm. But you know, he does is, he does good work. Is he as a big a genius as he thinks he is? No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, when, I on agree. the level of of the people that he's comparing himself to. No, mm -hmm. just no. There's no way in the world. Okay, yeah, and uh, I don't know if you've seen any of his uh, um, so-called church services, but uh, it's just yeah, pretty much, pretty much just, off the rails. Uh, it just seems like shock and awe stuff. Yeah, a lot, almost mm -hmm. too much. I don't know. Yeah, I've yet for him to like give me like influential bars for my life. Right, like black thought or something. You know what I mean? Jeez. Like this, you know. Amen. Let's like, let's sing the praises of gotta, uh, of Tariq. You gotta, you gotta change. You gotta change my life. Like you gotta talk to me. You gotta grab me yeah. in my soul. Cool it yeah. out. Yeah. Let's talk Shake. about Black Thought, man. I'm glad you brought him up. He's one of those guys who 
has been in the game for a long time. And uh, it took him a long time, it seems, to, to gain respect in his own game. Uh, and I th- it, talk about perseverance, you know, I think now yeah. he's considered to be one of the best. Um, but uh, that's yeah. just through sheer yeah. perseverance. Don't you think? I think he's always been one of the best. But I, I just think that now it's like a level of. His game has just continued to grow, though. He just, you know? yeah, just went up He and didn't up, come out uh, hot and fade away. He just like just got better and better as time went on. Kept- better and better yes somehow oh yeah i don't know how yeah it's amazing i just have not i have not heard anything bad from him i i don't know if it can be done right and and we i know uh we all have geeked out on his uh 30 minute um stream of conscious freestyle yes uh rap on that that radio station interview was it 30 minutes? Is something like it was that? It's 10, 10 minutes. It was 10? 10? Okay, it's, I'm sorry. It's, it's, it seems like 30 it's minutes. 10 minutes. It just keeps going. It's 10 minutes, but it's it, nonstop. It's, it's how about this? It's 10 stuff. minutes that you think about for 30 minutes after <laughs> 30 minutes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. To process, to process what goes down. And the thing with Black Thought is, and this is why I love him so much, um, he is the benchmark of the slow and steady, uh the slow and steady, just really not even slow, just steady mm. um, and even steady and evenly weighted delivery. Mm. Everything he says has an even weight to it. Mm. His, uh, his rhymes, his uh, flow just is very even and steady. And his whole career has been like that. Mm. And we were talking about like, you know, um, yay. And like, you know, like shock and awe, as you said, Roddy, and like the quick arc, like you said, in a career, and like the reason why these like like the like the hot and fade, you know, it's like they come out with a lot of shock and awe and like they catch attention, you know, but like how long like how, there's like something about time being like when you watch an artist over time, it has a different impact on you. And if you're going to do something with a lot of shock and awe, um, it's going it, to it doesn't have that um, it, 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 it people judge it right away. They listen to it and they judge it right away. They're either it's hot or it's not to them. But like Black Thought, like his steady delivery over the years, like made people just understand that he was in like constant stream of thought, like just like he says, um, stream of consciousness flow that was undeniable. And he kept it going so long. And the fact that he kept it going so long and, and keeps it going so long to this day is what makes his it like completes his style it completes your understanding of his style like that's mm-hmm. what he is that he does he mm-hmm. is a stream of consciousness point like a hub of his thoughts and he can deliver them like that steadily for years and years and years and mm-hmm. that's his flow his flow like, by that i mean his flow doesn't have a lot of like inflections it's not wild it's not in your face it's not like wow there's not mm-hmm. like crazy stuff going on like vocally like he stays kind of in that mi- mono, medium yeah that middle yeah. range. And he yeah. just jabs you. He's like a boxer just jabbing you. Mm. And, but these thoughts are all evenly weighted. It's like every single jab is like the same and it's always hard hitting, but like, it's still a jab. It's mm. not an uppercut. Mm-hmm. And like, he's not swinging like that. Like, and so just he wins though. And mm-hmm. by like, by being so persistent, per, you know, perseverance, you know, it's like we're on hey. Mars, baby. Yeah. It's perseverance. That's right. You know, that's right. Took years to get there. That's what it's all about, man. That's what it's all about. And like, that's black thought, man. He's like, he's like the definition of it. He's the benchmark of like perseverance. And even his flow sounds like what perseverance sounds like. It's steady and it's never ending. And it's always on point. 
Yeah. Just, and he never and you can gives hear, up. You can hear the weight of the world in his voice too. Like he's, he's, he's lived it and he's, he's not fronting. He's the real deal. Uh, and uh, so that brings us to modern times uh, with the young MCs. Uh, so Roddy, you probably have your finger on that pulse. What's, what's hot now with the, the new cats? The new cats, you know, we're still trying to understand if, if we're really seeing if trap is progressing further. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, something that I think has to be brought up inside the hip hop community. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, that's, that's the deal. I think the bigger question that's affecting everybody is rock stars have seemingly no age limit to being a rock star. Mm-hmm. Hip hop guys think that they're rock stars. Mm. So are we going to have rappers like it? I don't know, Rolling Stone age still throwing down these shows, uh, still giving us bars. Is, probably is not. Happen? Yeah. It's something to think about because maybe that changes the shelf of how long your shelf life is being a rapper since now it's become that big. That's maybe, a good point. maybe Eminem is going to be rhyming when he's 81. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You gotta, I hope so. That'd be insane. But you know, like, <laughs> Eminem's the man. He's the man. The thing is, we said before with people who do rock, like, oh, if you're rocking that long, there's no way we haven't seen that since guys who play blues or something. Mm. Well, mm. I mean, what Dr. Dre just turned what? Like, any like almost getting up there, almost 60s? It's in the 50s, yeah. Like, late 50s? Yeah. Yeah, you right. Know, that's, Buster that's, Rhymes too, most definitely. You know, that's right. Just dropped a great album. You know, that's right. We got guys, you know, is that shifting? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point, man. And, and you know, aging musicians and, and what is acceptable and what is not acceptable in different genres even. Uh, so like sure. in, rock, in rock and roll, of course, there is kind of like a level of rock that you can't go over like as you get older it's like as you get older it seems yeah. like it's more acceptable for your your rocking level to come down as you get older it's like this kind of this kind of movement uh and then um so like considering like the rolling stones probably the longest running band of all time i guess probably. you could say that i think yeah. they're what are they like they've been together about 55 uh, years at this point uh, over 50 years they've been together over 50 yeah yeah and that's unbelievable uh, man and their most recent album was a blues record uh, so it only it takes makes total sense they're going back to their roots and Ooh, yes, they're, yeah, they're playing know. the kind of music that is acceptable for old dudes to, to crank out and live in color though live in color though I know okay. monkey wrench thrown in there <laughs> sorry because yeah. it's sorry, like, throw it's a like wrench in the... <laughs> you're right you know, it's like... exception <laughs> to the rule exception to the rule yeah yeah Cause, I mean um, you know whatever we were we were already talking about Deftones man whatever yeah. those guys every tool Cool. Whoever, I, I think here's what I think. I think I think lifespans getting longer, which is thanks to a lot of really intelligent people coming together over the years and mm-hmm. learn trying to make things better for everybody. Lifespan is increasing, so the lifespan everything's increasing in a way. If you can stay relevant because you're in the conversation, all, and you can bring like straight sharp wisdom. Mm. And like, be really to the point with your message and, and also like in a, reinvent yourself a little bit over the years, but like, stay true. Like some mm. of these bands we talked about, you know, or artists, you know, like you said, oh my God, you know, Dr. Dre, like, I mean, but like living color, like those guys, like they just sound better and better all the time. And, um, 
you know, people need to like, I wish they were like even bigger than they are, um, you know, as far as like popularity, but, but still people who listen, who know, they know what's up and they played a blues, a lot of blues on shade, they do. you know, they do. and like blues is coming back. Cause it's cause they're staying true to the, what influenced them. And people think authenticity is hip. It's always going to be hip. Genuine people being genuine is always going to be cool. Yeah. Which, and, which leads me to a quick question and no disrespect to anybody that plays. Cause all those guys know, I'm mad respect for that. Is guitar cool again? Well, that it goes, cool? it goes yeah. hand in hand with the question is rock dead, you know, because <laughs> guitar is basically because, rock and roll. Because there were studies that showed, you know, for a while there, like kids weren't interested in guitar and stuff well, wasn't happening. People weren't learning it. People weren't picking it up. Well, from a guy it who works in a music store who sells guitars for a living, uh, I can tell you we don't sell a lot of guitars. Uh, <laughs> most kids are more interested in Hey, do you guys have uh, any MIDI controllers or you know that stuff? Of you know, course. so not so much. Uh, do you have you know Les Paul? You know, it's 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 going you know in that direction, of course. Uh, but um, there's more interest in young girls in guitars, uh, huh. more acoustic, and I probably the, probably the Taylor Swift thing um, yeah. than than anything. So they're keeping the acoustic guitar market afloat at the at this point. Uh, but electric guitar, not so much. And you know, listen to modern rock even there's no guitar solos anymore. I, I rarely hear them in modern rock music. Uh, do you Unless think that's it's like instrumental, like maybe chant or something, but that's all based well, on metal is a, yeah, another yeah, thing. That's another we're, thing. Yeah. We're talking about like commercial rock, like radio rock. Yeah. And there's not, it's not so much anymore. And do you think that's like a attention span thing or what's going on there? No. What do you think? Matt? I think it's a, I think it's the voice of that within the music. Um, the style like the style of the music, uh, the popular, like popular music that is, let's say country, country still will have a, a guitar solo or a You're solo of some three kind. amazing guitar solos on at least that country album. Like somebody's coming in there laying it right. down. So, so you're going to, right. So you're going to, you're going to have, you're going to have um, guitar solos and stuff like music coming from, from, uh, you know, the country music, po- country pop music scene. Um, because that is a texture and a color that that genre of music uses to paint with. And so that's, that's kind of a, a signature of that sound and like that Telecaster or whatever, what have you. Um, rock music, the modern rock music, um, guitars are usually lo- more like a melodic line of some kind, possibly, but it's almost like a, a really hip way or or i think it's cool but it's like a really raw natural way of like playing a hook instead of having it be synthesized yeah. mm. so it's like a it's like a the playing having a guitar play it adds an edge to it and uh, it can add like a soul factor to it like it gives it soul because you hear like it's a real person playing kind of thing a bluesy thing people think of it as a bluesy thing or soulful thing in general and then like when it gets whittled down to smaller categories like edgier tones or like dancier guitar tones and you know stuff like that funk guitar tones funk's yeah. like its own thing and so like those kind of things will always be in pop music like that little mm. funky guitar but it's getting less and less you know that little mm. funk guitar it's like a sample and um i think that that's kind of like why you would sell midi controllers at the music stores because people are uh the the kids these days uh, or at least for a while maybe it's coming back a little bit some now but they're they're thinking from that 
they're like a step back. They're a little bit more omniscient in a weird way. Like they're not so focused on one instrument. They're more focused on the sound of the instruments together. So like in like a DJ would be. Mm-hmm. So like the textures of the layers and more um, like a producer. So like it's causing people to be really interested in like MIDI control because you can have like all the instruments at your fingertips, all the textures at your fingertips and you can blend them together in the ways that you want to, to express yourself as opposed to having to like master an instrument to be able to express yourself. Mm. So they, they think of it, it's like the 2.0 way of creating music. Um, it's more cerebral and it's less emotional in a weird way. Um, and then the emotion all comes from the voice and how much of that they let be heard in the music. And that depends on the vocal style. And, and if it's instrumental, as you're talking about, Roddy, like, you know, <clears throat> that's always going to be its own thing. And especially nowadays, I think instrumental music is just like, you know, um, it's hard for, for things like jazz. It, it's a, they're all, all these subgenres. They have their, they have their listeners, but have their it's listeners. not like, gro- it's not like booming. It's not booming, you know, it's staying the same kind of. Yeah. Cool. All good points. And I'm going to wrap it up right there, fellas. I appreciate you hanging in with me. Kind of went a little late, but, uh, I appreciate it. Really good to see you guys. It's been a while and yeah. uh, I hope uh, we get to hang soon as uh, life gets back to somewhat normal, whatever that somewhat is. Somewhat new normal, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah, all right, guys. Man. Appreciate it, John. Yeah, I'm going to let you go. It, Roddy. Good to see you guys. Appreciate you. Good to see y'all too, man. All right. Good yeah, night. Absolutely. Good night. Later, right. y'all. Peace. That does it for this special roundtable episode of the Asheville Sound. I want to thank Matt and Roddy for joining me today. Please check out their work. They have several things uh, available in their solo career out there uh, for listening and enjoyment. Also hit up Matt Williams, who who is always taking bookings for his studio up there in Weaverville, the Eagle Room, a very fine establishment, a very nice studio. Please check it out. Also, if you are a musician interested in appearing on the Asheville Sound, please send me a message on my Facebook or Instagram page, and we'll get you scheduled. Until we meet again, y'all take care. starts in the mind and the heart continues in time forever as art and recording can either be tough and annoying or something that's clearly more lush and rewarding it's gotta be better than just good or great it needs to hit hard like Babe Ruth at the plate from rock hip-hop and dance music to blues or pop hard bop and swing music you choose as a working musician I can truly relate so let's rap about your project and schedule a date My name is Matt Williams, producer at The Eagle Room. I'm grateful to have helped so many artists create their music in this wonderful space, where together we have the talent and tools to bring ideas into reality. The Eagle Room is an efficient, full production recording studio with in-house mixing and mastering, high-quality equipment, and award-winning attention to detail. Visit TheEagleRoom.com to find out more.